0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking
1: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It is transfer deadline day. It has just gone half past six and this is a quick update so please bear that in mind when you are listening to this later i'll be joined by our nufc writer kieran kelly to provide you with the evening update on transfer deadline did newcastle have made one signing he'll go into the under 23s at santiago munez he's come over from mexico and there's a hope that at least two more senior signs may head in on loan but nothing guaranteed this is the everything is black and white podcast at half past six on tuesday the 31st of august 2021 transfer deadline day hello and welcome to the everything is black and white podcast live on chronicle facebook twitter youtube and later on our podcast channel i'm andrew musgrove and it is transfer deadline day now we saw lee rider outside st james's park earlier i'm now joined by other nufc writer kieran kelly and kieran it's not a transfer deadline day not the window that newcastle united fans would love Uh, You know, today is the anniversary of Michael Owen signing back in 2005 and 15,000 people unveiling at the unveiling in uh, the Leaser's End. Nothing like that this window. Nothing like that in many, many years. But there is little bits happening. We'll start with the arrival of Santiago Munez. Um, Many people obviously liking his arrival to that of the Hollywood blockbuster goal. What have you made of that? He's going to go in the 23's initial 18 month contract. He's come to play by, you know, what people have been saying on social media, journalists over so there, you know, people that have been briefing about him. What do you make of the move?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I remember when kind of he first, that name first kind of dropped on Newcastle fans' radar um, maybe like a year ago. And everyone obviously put the two and two together there with the, the goal uh, film. And I never thought he would end up at Newcastle. I think it, it is like something out of a football manager or something. But yeah. Um, Clearly we've, we've seen with Rodrigo Vilca last summer that Newcastle are starting to develop this kind of random policy really of, of taking an overseas player who's, you know, under the age of 21. Um, obviously it's been complicated by the, the Brexit regulations now, but they got the dispensation for this lad. He, he's obviously got a lot of potential. Um, I think it's making you know, huge headlines in, in Mexico and the U.S., which um, Newcastle have, have struggled to do in recent years. You look at how other clubs commercially have been moving forward in those areas, Newcastle are, are lagging behind. Um, but, they, you know, it's just stress that they've, they've watched them. Steve Nixon, as I was saying, they have this idea of kind of low-risk moves of taking talented kids from abroad, seeing how they handle the English game, seeing how they adjust to it. And seeing what can happen there, it's very much an under twenty-three signing. Um, I think it's 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 one just to see how he gets on. You know, we we've seen with Vilka, um I think technically a really, really, really uh, exciting player, but physically to adjust, it, it's really hard. Um, you know, when you're come from a different culture, you learn a new language during a pandemic as well. Um, I think I read that. Munez is planning to bring his mother with him I think that's a brilliant idea because um, those little things can make a huge difference for young players so uh, it's, it's it's interesting I think had it been a normal club in a normal summer whereby you know under 23s players are like buried down in terms of inns uh, people would have been like oh well why not I think it's kind of split fans because obviously fans are intrigued, but then their fans thinking, well, is this the only business they're doing on deadline day, and why so? Because um, you know you do have to pay a loan fee for this player. Uh, I, I wouldn't have thought he's just coming for free, you know. So um, it's 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 one to watch. I, I, I'd be interested to see. It just feels to me, you know, there's it's it's peculiar in a way that the under 23s approach, the academy approach, it's a bit, you know they're going for guys released by Chelsea and then they're signing these random South America. It just, you'd hope with Steve Harper coming in now, in the years to come, we get a kind of a steady, established, solid approach because it's been a lot of changes there. Obviously, they they couldn't help the manager leaving last month, Chris Hogg, um, but you just hope there's a bit of stability coming in because these players need it as well. You know, they're young guys, um, but yeah, one to watch.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Had this been a window where Newcastle have gone out and strengthened, then people would be really excited about that because, you know, everyone loves the goal movie. Callum Wilson mentioned it when he signs. So there would be a real sense of excitement. But given the window in terms of senior players, I can understand how some fans are reacting because, you know, we've got comments in here. For instance, I'll put this one up here from from John. And he says he's really concerned about the lack of signings and uh, and what our rivals are buying players he fears relegation and I can totally I can see where he's coming from because you do look around you know we've just seen Leeds buying Dan James we've got Palace um, going after the Celtic striker who Newcastle were previously linked to the teams around have really strengthened I mean Palace needed to obviously they released a host of players um, but they've not stood still they've gone out and strengthened whereas Newcastle they've only brought in Joe Willock we've seen. Already this season, um, the reliance on Saint Maximum, the reliance on Wilson, and, and you know, even with him in the side, it hasn't gone plan. Wilson obviously left the pitch early against um, Southampton, so there's a gamble going into the, in, you know, into the final few hours. And Newcastle, in my opinion, despite what Steve Bruce says, Kevin, have got a weaker squad. I don't know what your thoughts are, are on that.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, just, I think when you try and consolidate and you. Stay where you are, you inevitably go backwards. It's, it's just natural. You know, I, I think I, you know, personally, I was really pleased when they got Wilkin permanently. I thought, you know, that sends a really important message, you know, not just trying to get him on loan again, not just short term measure. You're actually going out and getting the guy in a six year deal who's a brilliant player and he is a key player, but they need it and they need one or two more. And like I said at the time, you know, it's great that they've kept that group together, fished the previous season so strongly, but you do need to strengthen as well and to have got to the there where five hours before the deadline close you know come closes and they haven't brought in at least one player on loan you know I, it's really frustrating um i think yes you know the, the club have been hit by the pandemic yes you know they've renewed some big contracts they've bought some some players in the past 12 months but for me to not be able to get one more player loan, I, I i'm still trying to get my head around it you know five hours till, till the window closes
1: yeah we were just talking off cam about like kind of how we address this live and what we talk about and we mentioned there uh, how things have changed throughout the day you know there was confidence that chowdhury would be coming in maybe um you know, this morning or maybe more of a hopeful punt. And then it was that, oh, you know, maybe Newcastle actually done for their first team business or sign Munez, but that'll be it. And now there's reports that actually they are still trying to get in maybe two players on loan um, or yeah. two possible deals. And the question is, and again, people are asking this in the comments, and you've mentioned it there, why leave it so late? I mean, we are here at quarter past six. Obviously, the window closes, was it, at 11 o'clock. I mean, you are scrapping around. Are you going to be able to find any quality in the last five hours and B again just which why leave it so late
0: yeah i mean it's weird as well because i mean and they have done this in previous years of, of signing players on deadline day you look at almaron actually signed on deadline day to bravka Federico uh, uh frederico fernandez antonio Bureka. it's been a real mixed bag over the years whether it's january or or august um but yeah will, particularly when you look at the players the you know the they are players who've been on their radar since since July 1st and, you know, whether they're waiting to see whether it's possible. I mean, they could have got Chowder on loan before the start of the season. No no questions asked. He's not played any games for Leicester so far this season. He wants to get game time. He's looked at Willock and saw what a loan move did for him. Um, and it's at a stage at Leicester where even in the Community Shield, Rogers brought on six subs and Chowdhury didn't even get on. So someone like that, you know, that was a deal there to be done. It didn't have to be done at 6pm. Um, and, you know, you look at Steve Bruce, you know, he got his wish. He got his number one target in Willock last summer. He wanted a different transfer policy to change the policy. He's got his way probably more than some of his predecessors. Um, but I think he'd be really frustrated if the end of the window and they hadn't actually strengthened, you know, he will publicly say, you know, we're no weaker and technically you know, they've only lost Andy Carroll in terms of that squad they had last season, but to expect, you know, it, it will put so much pressure on Sam Maximan and Wilson and various other players to to keep carrying the team really, because, It gives them such a lift they see a new face come in. I think someone like Chaudry, I know fans are a bit split on him, but I think he would be good for, you know, you think of that midfield, it will knock a couple of players up a level more than anything else. Um, You know, we haven't seen the best of some of those midfielders in the first four games. I think someone like him, the way he is in training, if he throws himself in tackles, he has that kind of energy and bite that would just elevate a few players. And I think, as I was saying, someone that Bruce feels could, could actually improve that squad. And that's really important because, you know, I th- I'm sure the hierarchy are wary of just bringing in any player for the sake, of it, but this is a guy he's, he's wanted for so long. You know, go back to, to January even, you know, before Willock even emerged as a, a target publicly, they were trying to sign Chaudhry. So the only reason it didn't go through then is because Leicester uh, couldn't get a replacement, whereas, you know, this deal has been there to be done for, for all summer, really.
1: On our website, you can read Kieran's uh, opinion piece on the transfer window so far. The title is Newcastle's chief message uh, Chief's Message to, to Bruce on transfer di- deadline day. Can you just explain to our uh, viewers and listeners, Kieran, a bit more about that article and what you think kind of the day in the window has said to Steve Bruce and obviously to the fans who are watching this?
0: Yeah, so I mean, uh, these things always change on deadline day, but I, I, I got to the point around I was 5pm where I just felt this, this had to go out there. It was, it was just waiting until 11 would have just been cheating a bit, but I think he just, it reminded me a lot of um, after the Brighton game, weirdly, when there was that speculation with Steve Bruce still being a job after such a bad defeat. There were only two points above the relegation zone. I think we run running two wins in 20 at the time and the club Really quickly nipped it in the bud the day after the game in the morning. Made it clear through briefings that um, he wasn't going anywhere. And you thought, okay, that they've made the decision. Whatever you think about it, whatever fans thought about the time, they made the decision. It kind of just calmed it a little bit in terms of people knew, okay, after that international break, he was still going to be in charge. And it seemed like a similar tactic this morning, obviously. Uh, I think it was like before even 11 o'clock in the morning and it emerged that uh club had a briefing that they weren't going to do any more business in the window other than Joe Wilk. There was no money left. I know that's a line we've heard before. Um, and it kind of just felt, you know, Steve Bruce had, had felt on Friday, you know, his main concern was whether other clubs would, would let their players join him on loan rather than would he be able to sign them. but just very much been a real change of the past few days you think of about Southampton game he was so deflated when he spoke to the press he was asked will it go to the wire deals and the change in body language and tone in 24 hours was remarkable and bear in mind this is when Carl Dallow had medical tests you know he might not have to name uh four goalkeepers in his squad so there's still a possibility there was space for a new sign-in and he just didn't sound hopeful and Um, It will be really interesting to see if if they do get someone in. I think if they don't, it it leaves him in a a real tough position because uh, obviously it's coinciding with what happened at the weekend. Obviously, the section of the fans making their feelings clear after that awful first hour, half an hour even. Um, And I think I worked out they have 17 league games between now and the January window opening. I'm sorry to be looking ahead to January, but that's 51 points. They've obviously claimed one point so far. Um, do they have the tools to to go into January in a in a in a healthy position where they're not looking over their shoulder? And you just hope it's not a long winter ahead, But even with Sam Maxman and Wilson fit at the moment, they're they're finding they're, they're finding hard to beat teams. And I think the past few games have shown why. He wants an athletic centre-back Why he wants an enforcer in the middle of the park. It's arguably strengthened his case, but if he doesn't get one or two of those players, then, you know, I to, to stand still, as I was saying earlier, is, is hard enough. To, they'll fall backwards, potentially.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Everything is Black and White podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We just urge you guys to please subscribe to the podcast through whichever platform you use totally free to do just means every time we upload a new episode to our channel you'll get a notification saying we've done just that and you can listen to it straight away and if you get the chance to leave us a review as well that would be much appreciated that really does help us out you can also follow Chronicle Live's Cash United channels over on social media we're at Chronicle NUFC on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and you can email us here at the show with your feedback your comments your questions whatever just drop us a line at the eibw podcast at reachplc.com and you can also stip a date with everything to do with the club by subscribing to our daily Newcastle United newsletter. That's also free. And you'll get a morning news roundup, an evening news roundup, and a breaking news alert as well. And that'll get emailed directly to your inbox. The link for that is in the show notes. Hit that, scroll down to sport Newcastle United, tick the box, and you'll all be signed up. Once again, thank you for listening. And we'll now get back to the show. I did enjoy this comment here from Andrea <laughs> Corkery, he says, "Your lads, your faces see it all, purple window, you know." And I agree. Even if Newcastle managed to get two across the line tonight, I mean, are they going to be of any real quality? I do think they're gambling on St. Maxman and Wilson firing. Um, you know, throughout the season, we know that they do pick up injuries, like we mentioned earlier. Wilson um, had to leave the pitch early on uh, against Southampton, and you know even with them in the side, like you say, they are struggling to pick up points. So it is a massive gamble and I do worry about what the plan B is if they're not on form. If they, even if they just get marked out the game, where did Newcastle turn? And it is it is it is slightly worrying and I do fear, um, even with a few hours left, even if they do get a, a signing or two in over, the, like I say, it's not going to be a good window in my opinion. Um, you, Kieran, you you know, you know get to see what Dubu is like in the, in the press conferences. Do you think you'll be frustrated it's um, how it's gone so far. Do you think? Do you think what he will portray publicly will be different? How he's feeling privately?
0: Yeah, I, I, I'd imagine so. To be honest, I think he's, uh, you know, all the pressures I've been at over the the two years he's been here. He's he's always very respectful towards the hierarchy. I, I, you know, I've come across managers over the years who, you know, wouldn't think anything of making it be known that they didn't get their way on one thing or the other. He's not really like that. And I think it has worked in his favour. You know, you look at, as I was saying, the change of policy last summer, getting Willock in installments. You know, the club traditionally pay fees up front, but they broke all the rules um, to to get a player uh, like Willock in um, with the fee being paid over over a period of time. Um, I think he he's realistic as well to the point of, you know, You'd wish he could be a bit more sometimes, but I think he he knows the climate. And the frustration thing is, I think we all know the pandemic's hit the club. Why can't they come out and say how it's really hit the club? We obviously had last year's accounts, but you know, supporters need that transparency and clarity as well. You know, they see Crystal Palace, they see Brentford, they see Narch buying two, three, four, five, six players. Um, Why is it that Newcastle? You know, admittedly getting looks well, brilliant but why is it that they can only bring him in permanently and um, we all think we know the answer it would be great to actually get that but the hierarchy have, don't come out and, and speak publicly and that's the other thing for Steve Bruce in the next few months obviously if results don't go his way uh, he is that guy being wheeled out every single week um, not to be sympathetic towards him but there's just no one else at the club coming out and you know, taking ownership and and communicating with the fans because that's what they deserve. Uh, because this has been another, you know, crazy window. If you told me July first, they'd sign with it permanently, I would have been delighted. But if you also told me that, you know, that would be it. You know, I'd be disappointed. And I think to not bring one or two players on loan on top of that, it's it's a real, real gamble. Um, and
1: but that's what Ashley does. Yeah, that, that is Mike Ashley's new cast night, unfortunately. Final question then, Q 4 I'll let you get off. Um, if the window does shut tonight and it is only Joe Willock, okay, maybe Chowdhury comes in, how would you rate the window and would you say Steve Bruce has been sufficiently backed that you know if it if it does go wrong in the next few weeks, next few months, you can you know the, the hierarchy can turn around and say, Well, we have backed you, you've just not got the results, or can Steve Bruce maybe turn around and say, Well, you, you know, you didn't give me the tools, you didn't give me Players I needed to, uh, to to build this team and go forward. Oof, um, it's a tough I, question. I, I do apologize. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no. I, I think it's yeah. I, I don't think. I think he should have. He could legitimately say he should have had you know two or three players more. I think it would have helped had they been able to move on a few players as well. You look at the fringe players they have. He would have been open to letting go. Just no interest there whatsoever. You know the kind of clubs that. Um, would usually be in for these players, just don't seem to have the the money or don't seem to want to go in for them, and that's always the danger. It's a re, it's always a buyer's market in the in these windows, but this summer particularly, you know, it's it's been hard for Newcastle to shift players. Ironically though, you've got people like Muto, Save, um, you know, going back to Aaron's callback. You know, all those players who are on decent wages in the last twelve months, they've they've moved on. So that's what's kind of. Annoyed me as well. I know they've given up big deals. I know they've signed a number of players, but why can't the club just come out and explain? Well, yeah, we've done that, but this is why you know fans need to know that because they're looking at it and they're seeing how the hell can you sign a player on loan when you've moved on decent earners like that? Um, you know that that's the frustration, and um, I think if they do, just end up with Will look, you know, they're, they're they're they are where they were at the end of the last season and it that isn't sufficient backing now oh, in my
1: opinion okay and thank you for sharing the update it is just gone 25 past six so for you guys listening on the podcast and then watching this later on um bear that in mind because things can change and probably will change at some point but in the meantime head over to chronicle live the live blog transfer deadline day live blog is up and running we'll put everything up there all the updates um and enjoy the rest of your tuesday evening